Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today, and I'm really excited. Um, I, I, I want to let you know that, yes, I'm a baby boomer. I know most of you probably thought that I was much younger than that, but I confess I'm one of the baby boomers. And there's about 75 million of us. And the baby boomers are were born between 1946 and 1964. And many of us are going to be looking for looking to either downsize or maybe even move into some of those senior communities. Well, this is where the problem sets in, folks, because there's approximately 28,900 assisted living communities in the U.S. And where do we begin? It is so overwhelming. What level of, of uh, care do we need? And who takes care of that? Well, that's what today's show is all about. So my guest today is Marianne Stallings and Christine Dykeman Schoening. And Marianne is the founder and president of Bridge to Better Living, and Christine is the Director of Development, so I'm really excited to have these ladies on the show today. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So, Marianne, tell me a little bit about how you founded this company. What made you decide to um, actually step into this industry? What I usually find is there's a connection to it, a personal connection to um, the industry when someone starts this. Yes, Linda, there is definitely a personal connection to this. Um, I grew up in a small farming community out in western Nebraska, and family was very, very important. And I watched my mother place, you know, a couple of my grandparents in nursing homes. And I watched her try to decide what to do and and how she was going to go about it. And then, you know, of course, we visited every day. Well, then later on, my husband and I had to place his mother, his father, his aunt, and his uncle in retirement communities. And every time we, we started the process, we, we felt like we came to a dead end. It was very frustrating. We didn't know what questions to ask. We didn't even know where to start. And about the time that we thought we had found the right community, we'd find out that our loved one didn't either meet the, the criteria financially or physically. And then we ended up working with my mother also, and we had to find independent for her and then memory care and then long-term care. So we did it three times with my mother, who happened to live to be 100 years old. Mm. At the same time, my husband and I were um, doing this. We were also raising teenagers, and both of us had our careers. 
My career is education. I have my master's plus in education. I was a teacher for 28 years. I taught middle school math, and I've now found out there's not much difference between middle schoolers and some of our seniors, but um, they, they both sometimes have the same problems. But as I was getting close to the end of my career, I got to thinking about changing hats and starting my own business. And I wanted a business where it would be a service to others. I also wanted it to be free. So I got to thinking about the frustrating times that I'd had in my life and when I would have really appreciated the help. And I I went back to those times when my husband and I had to move our loved ones. So I started doing research. I spent about a year and a half doing the research for Bridge to Better Living and looking into the demographics and looking into how I could set up the business where it would be free for the family and yet still be able to be a business. And so I came up with the idea of contracting with the different communities. And that is how we are paid. We contract with the communities when a client moves in and, quote, the the head hits the bed. And so as I was developing the business, I went out and tested the waters and found out that, yes, that some of the largest communities would go ahead and contract with me because actually they – they aren't losing anything. They, you know, they're not paying me a retainer. They're just paying me when someone moves in. And so, um, when it came time for me to be able to retire, I changed hats, and I opened up Bridge to Better Living. And Bridge to Better Living is probably about the eighth name that I came up with, Linda, um, <laughs> because I didn't want senior in the name. And so, uh, one day I happened to see a bridge, and, and that name popped into my head. But I started Bridge to Better Living 10 years ago this last February and started off, I was able to get the contracts and and networked and was able to start then getting clients. About a year or so later, I expanded into Omaha. And so we have an office in Lincoln and then we also have an office in Omaha. And, you know, placement with passion is our motto and our goal is that every senior is able to have the quality of life that, that they so deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that you mentioned um, nursing homes, and certainly things have changed drastically since you put um, have worked with them with family members, and I've worked with them with family members as well. Um, but today what I see is there's so many different levels of care that and that many of the properties they actually specialize in independent living or the social model versus skilled nursing and memory care so is that something that do you help with those variety of placements as well yes we do we when we meet with our clients we sit down with a consultation it's the first thing that we do and we find out exactly what they need socially, what they need physically, what they need medically, and what they need financially. And then with our database, we are able to narrow down the different communities that would meet their criteria and vice versa. We then set up the appointments. Well, we have a real close relationship with all the marketing people. 
And then we set up the, the tours, and we go with them on those tours to make sure that all the questions are asked. We want everything to be transparent for them ahead of time. And yes, you're right. There are some communities that are just independent. There are some that offer the continuum of independent assisted and maybe even memory assisted. And then you also have your skilled nursing or your long-term care. There are a few that will offer all four different levels, but there aren't a lot because of the of the licensure. And your independent does not require a license, but your memory and your assisted require a state license. And then your nursing home requires a state or and federal license. Well, you know, one of the things that I also notice is that each person, it doesn't make any difference what their age is, each person has a different level of need. For example, my sister uh, last year decided to move into an independent living, which is just like having a condo. And they have book clubs, they have all types of um, activities. She is about 80, and she has a friend there that is, taking Spanish on the, that's one of the classes that's offered and she's in her early nineties. So it, <laughs> I think it's important to make sure that you do evaluate and really see what their expectations are before you even start looking for a property. Isn't that right? That is correct. This is Christine and that's part of the consultation that we do complete. So for some people, it's important to have a, a really nice fitness center and maybe a warm water pool. Uh, and for another person, it might be a, a library. And so everybody has a story. Everybody is unique. And that's part of our service and our process that we narrow down what is important for them, and, and so we can determine which living communities would be the, the right fit so that they can, they can tour and we can tour with them. So we're unbiased during the whole process. And really, it's it's what's important to them. Oftentimes, you know, we might be sitting back uh, in the, you know, senior consultative role and, and think, well, maybe, you know, community X might be a little bit more appropriate. But in the end, it's, it's their decision mm-hmm. and what feels right for them and what feels comfortable. We want mm-hmm. the personality of the community to match their personality. That's yeah. very, very important for us. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because they all do have a different personality. I went with my sister looking at different properties, and each one was was um, different. It was the same. They were all independent living, but they were all very, very different and uh, attracted a different type of resident as well. So um, that's important to know. So let's talk a little bit now about what does that franchise opportunity look like? And do you think the perfect franchisee would be someone who already has experience in this industry? Ultimately, that would be wonderful. So, you know, those those nurses out there, maybe a physical therapist, occupational therapist, maybe someone that's been uh, an executive director in a living mm-hmm. community or an administrator, uh, they have a, a wonderful handle on, on senior health care. 
but certainly it's also for some of those trusted leaders in a community that maybe, you know, already have an established business. Um, maybe they're a, a CEO that has recently, you know, uh, suffered a, a, a job loss due to the, the COVID. And so really it's someone that is highly motivated and that has a, a passion to serve seniors. Uh, that's absolutely a must uh, that you have that passion um, to to help them, uh, to be creative with them, and to, um, you know, help them along the way with what they need. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And you have your, you know, you also have your social workers. You also have educators who know how to communicate. They know uh, how to work with families. And so since I'm a former educator, I, I have to uh, um, recommend. Yeah, I have to put a plug in for them too. So <laughs> but it is somebody who who does have that passion, who is also you have to be very patient and um, and be able to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. I could see where this role would um, work really well for someone who maybe has um, some. Um, counseling background because when you're working with families, I would just have to guess that there has to be some dynamics going on that you have to take into consideration. There's a lot of dynamics going on, absolutely. And, and, you know, that is true. There's oftentimes a son or daughter will come in and we'll, we'll have that discussion and we have a really great talk, and then they, they, they're like, now what do we do? What's the next steps? Because we haven't told mom and dad. And, and mm. so oftentimes it's the senior consultant of Bridge to Better Living that puts that plan together or that plan B that we call it to even be able to then maybe go do a home visit with mom and dad to even introduce the idea that, you know, their son and daughter feels like a change could, you know, be a benefit to them and that mm-hmm. they're a little bit worried about them. And, and just to, to be that conversation that the son and daughter would love to do but maybe don't know how to do it. And so right. there's often times that we're the voice, definitely. And mm-hmm. there's also the times when, you know, your whole life you've been telling your kids what to do, but when your kids try to tell you what to do, it becomes a different story, and sometimes they they put up that wall. So we're we are able to go into the the home and and sit down and discuss with mom and dad, you know, the pros, the cons, and are able to give that different perspective as a professional. And there are many times we are then the catalysts are able to uh, get them to take that step and move into a, a retirement community, whether it be independent or assisted whatever level that they need. Sure, sure. Now, is this, what kind of training do you offer? I mean, you know, we've been talking about these are some skills that a franchisee would need. Um, what kind of training do you offer to a new franchise owner? Mm-hmm. Our training consists of a, a one-week training. Uh, we would love to have it in our office here. We have a brand-new office that's very conducive to education and learning here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, it would be a Monday through Friday training, um, 40 hours, 40 hours, maybe a little bit more than 40 hours when you look at, you know, um, doing some of the ideas that we have. But 
22 hours of classroom instruction and another at least 18 hours to 20 hours of field work. And so we think it's important to have a mix, uh, obviously, because people learn in different ways. And so that training is uh, broke down into eight different uh, sections of training. It can cover anything from hiring and, and personnel uh, to uh, anything operational. Uh, a lot about marketing, how to get that client through the door, how to get the phones ringing. And so we really have a, a robust set of training uh, prepared, and um, it's going to be a good training. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, when you're talking, you were talking earlier about having a database. Is that something that you provide new franchisees with or at least the infrastructure to, to support a database? Absolutely. Our database is designed for referral placement. And so, number one, that's really nice because so many companies try to put a CRM fix to their business model and it's just real clunky. And Mm -hmm. we don't feel ours is that at all. So it's a dedicated um, database for our business and our line of business. And so we will help them with the build out of that. And so within the franchise um, model, that is part of the investment. And it's a very, you know, um, low investment for the the database. But we're really, really excited to to have it. Um, You enter your clients, your your seniors into the database, and also the, the communities. And so we're very relational here at Bridge to Better Living, and we, we really can narrow down almost the communities by relation, but things change. And so then we use the database as well, too, to, to filter out and, and narrow things uh, for the senior as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about um, it's relational, and I think so many mm-hmm. um, business owners, they, they don't get the concept that if they build uh, relationships with referral partners, they will get a mm-hmm. lot further. Is that something that you help your new owners with is the networking piece of it and building those community relationships? Absolutely. That's huge. It's very important. So I know Marianne would say, you know, when she started Bridge to Better Living, she found uh, an individual, a trusted advisor here in Lincoln that really helped her with that roadmap of these are the key stakeholders right now in Lincoln, Nebraska that can help you. And so that is something we will absolutely do. But it's important to have relations with those non-medical home cares, uh, Medicare home cares, hospices, skilled nursing, uh, long-term care. So it's really important to have, you know, a good mix of those relationships and, and where to join, uh, what chambers to join, what coalitions, what networking groups to join. And to be truthful, Linda, there's a lot of grassroots marketing that needs to be done in this line of business as well. So, um, you know, it's really important to know where those pockets of seniors are, plus the adult child influencers. So it looks different, right? So it could be a PEO group or it could be a church group. Um, And and so 
breaking that down to and, and we also know our Lincoln headquarters looks different than Omaha, Nebraska. And mm-hmm. so if it looks different just fifty miles away from each other with networking and marketing, it's certainly gonna look different on a national basis as well too. Absolutely. So is this, um, for a new franchisee that's just listening or someone that's thinking, oh, this could be the deal for me, um, tell me a little bit about what it takes to get into um, a bridge to better living. Is it a brick and mortar? Can it be run out of the home? What kind of financial investment could someone expect? Mm-hmm, absolutely. It could be both right now. We, you know, we would love it to be a small office space um, where really you could just have a very candid conversation, be professional, have it be confidential. Marianne started the business in the loss of her home. Uh, and so now we're also considering those um, that would like to do a startup in their home. We think signage and having some uh, interface with the public obviously is, is important so also. Um, so really we will consider a home-based uh, as well as brick-and-mortar retail space. And as far as investment, uh, we're happy to report the investment range actually decreased this year when we uh, updated our franchise disclosure document. So the the range is eighty three thousand to one hundred and nine thousand to have the investment, which includes the franchise agreement and also includes that build out of getting started. So if you do have office space and and some of those uh, expenses um, like the database and and insurance and all those good things that everybody has to have. So that's the range is 83 to 109. And it just really depends, I think, on on what area uh, nationally um, that they would start up in. Yeah, but that's the franchise a very. Itself. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the franchise itself for uh, one territory is forty-eight thousand, and then uh, it's thirty-six thousand for the, like the second or third territory. We also give a discount for those who have are either veterans or those who have had some uh background in the senior service, whether it be home care or home health care, administrators, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So well, that is included in that a, 80 some that thousand that Chris was talking about. Right. And that's such an um um an easy or I don't want to say easy, but it's a, a lower entry for an industry that is just absolutely exploding right now. As I mentioned earlier, there are so many of us baby boomers that are considering making a change and um, working with someone like uh, Bridge to Better Living is certainly going to make that transition a lot easier. Marianne, we need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, do you have any short stories that you could uh, share with our listeners? Yes, we do. Very good. Well, folks, we're going to take lovely. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Marianne and Christine from Bridge to Better Living. 
Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898. Or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biestetos is your host on All Things Franchising where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I'm here today with Marianne Stallings and Christine Dykeman-Shoning. They are both from Bridge to Better Living. It's a placement service that families can tap into when they're looking at retirement communities for themselves or maybe for a loved one. So, Marianne, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if there was maybe some stories that you could share with us. Yes, Linda, thank you. Um, There are a couple of stories I'd like to share with you. One afternoon, I received a phone call from a young lady in Tennessee who was crying, and she had to have her mother move by the end of the day here in Lincoln. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Her mother had Alzheimer's, and so she didn't know where to turn. She, you know, so I, I calmed her down a little bit, and we discussed, you know, what her mother liked. And I knew where the openings were because we keep in contact with all the marketing people. And so I called a couple of them, and they did have openings. They said that, yes, they could get her moved that day. So I called her back. I I explained to her the differences and the personality of, of those two communities, and she picked one. And so I called the administrator, and she went over, and she picked up uh, her mother and took her over to her community the problem was is that we had enough furniture over there. We just didn't have a bed. And so the trust officer called me and gave me the key to the house. And I talked my husband into helping, and she talked her husband into helping the administrator. And we went over to move the bed. 
we walked in and went back to the bedroom, and the bed was so hot. She had taken a heating pad, and it didn't have an automatic turnoff on it. And the bed was, I don't know if that house would have been standing the next day if we wow. hadn't been able, if we hadn't been there. But, um, you know, it was so rewarding to then call the daughter back and, you know, to get her that peace of mind that her mother was being taken well, taken care of and, you know, had the quality of life. And so wow. uh, that was that was one of the stories that we had. Wow. That was really I, I rewarding can't imagine, for me that day. I tell you, I can't, I can't imagine getting that call, Marianne. It was uh, in 45 minutes we we were able to to get it all completed. So it's probably about the fastest I've ever been able to move someone. Wow! But uh, amazing. You know, she just didn't have any choice, and and we were there to. Luckily, we were there to help. And again, these and another, are emotional. These are emotional uh, life events, and mm-hmm. it takes someone that can think quickly on their feet and already have those connections in place that you can just tap into. That's that's the key here, isn't it? Yes, it is. The key is to have those relationships with all the different communities, with the marketing people. And they they call and let us know when they have openings and the level of opening, whether it be an independent, assisted, or memory, and whether it's a one-bedroom, whether it's a studio, Mm two-bedroom. And it's very important for us, and it's very important for them, but especially for our clients, especially many times we will receive a phone call that they're going to be dismissed from rehab. They have 48 hours to find someplace. And so... Having not only that information but our database really helps, and you know, and it's it's really rewarding. I, I remember one time helping this one lady whose husband had Parkinson's, and we were out looking for a, a community. And once she found the right one that felt right for her, she turned around, put her arms around me, put her head on my shoulder, and just started to cry. Of course, and those are the the times you know when you've really helped someone. Of course. I think also the when you talk about relationships too is our headquarters. We have a team of five, and within that team of five, we have over 125 years of senior healthcare experience. And so, you know, you form relationships and bonds immensely in all those years, and so that mm-hmm. that helps us so much then to be able to do just as Marianne talked about with that story, um, mm. to get things done and to get them yeah. done. You know, if, it, if it's quick, then it's, you know, a quick way of doing it. And then also we could share stories that we have been in relationships with seniors and their families for several years uh, working through the, the process. And, and it's a very, very rewarding mm-hmm. um because, you know, you watch the smiles on their faces, you watch the weight of the world come off their shoulders, and, you know, the hugs, and then mm-hmm. the friendships that we have with them then for life. Mm-hmm. And that, that is very, you know, I've always said it's the frosting on the cake for my career, because I, too, Linda, am, am a boomer, baby boomer, so uh, this has probably the, you know, one of the, 
it was very tough to to step out of a very you know a teaching career where everything was already in place and and take that risk of stepping out and starting a new business. But I'm so grateful that I did. Mm-hmm. You know, when I I was in corporate for 30 plus years, and when I left corporate, I remember telling my boss because he wanted to know what I was going to do. I said, I don't know, but it has to be more purposeful. And I think when you get to a certain age, you're looking more for um, something that will make a difference in the world, something that will uh, serve a purpose. And at the end of the day, you feel fulfilled, not just because you have the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You have to. You have to really dig deep to to find what is your purpose and what's your passion. I think mm-hmm. that's extremely important. And I'm similar to you on the corporate world as well too. I, I was somewhere for 30 years at the same place, and it's just been really refreshing to be able to go back um, to thinking outside the box. Um, and not so bureaucratic and being able to, to be more nimble um, mm-hmm. in, in our work, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, well, we all... Speak, speaking ahead. of being nimble, so we one of the things we haven't covered is um, just for anybody that's listening and uh, just to let you know, it's June 4th, 2020, and we are coming out of the quarantine with the pandemic. How has that impacted the way you do business at um, Bridge to Better Living? It, it did impact us, but luckily we moved this last December, and when we remodeled the space where we are now, I wanted the latest technology put in. So I had them dig a, a little trench down the middle of the building to put in all the, the technology, all the wiring and the CAT6 and everything that we needed and we have the TV sets, so um, we're, you know, able to do the Zoom meetings. Um, we're able to do the PowerPoints. We have the TVs, which then provides the opportunity for the marketing people and all the different communities to be able to, to talk with our, our clients. Sometimes our clients come in here with their masks because we have large conference yeah. rooms. Sometimes they're at their home, and we do it through the Zoom, so it'll be a three-way Zoom. But then the marketing person is able to show them the the community. They're able to connect with our clients, and it has it did affect us. But you know, there's the good and the bad, and, and the good part of it is is that we were up and ready to go immediately when the COVID-19 hit, and have been able to continue then to help our our clients and the seniors who, who need that help. And many of them needed help immediately, and some of them are still planning ahead for what they will need someday down the road. Mm-hmm. Because even though we, we were in this quarantine, life goes on. Those life events still happen. So there are certain, um, certain industries that you have to figure out how to do it. You just have to adapt because people still have needs. You are totally correct. They, they still have those needs. They still need to get moved. They, they need to know what it's like uh, in those communities. And so we were very grateful that we were able to provide that for them. Um, 
through the technology that that we um, put in when when we remodeled or opened up our space. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, ladies, we're down to the end of the show, and I've got the la- final three questions. The first one is, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for this process? Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it, Linda, uh, earlier, but I would do a deep dive, uh, a business assessment maybe to see if you could determine where your passion is and what is mm-hmm. your purpose. In the franchise world, there's over, what, 50 different industries. And and for ours, it would be you would want to serve seniors. You want to do your best for that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you would also want to do your research, uh, check into funding options, uh, use a a franchise broker, a franchise consultant potentially to help you with that particular process as well. Um, You know, look into, when I talked about the funding options, uh, SBA loans, uh, what that would, you know, provide you um, to, to gain on some capital. Uh, Certainly do a deep dive into the franchise disclosure document. Uh, We always tell everybody to really look into uh, item six, which is the fees. Uh, Item seven, kind of what we talked a little bit about, what's that investment range, what folds into that investment range, and then uh, item 19, the financial review as well. So always uh, we say if you're going to use an attorney, uh, really make sure they have franchise experience as well, too, because we know mm-hmm. that the franchise disclosure document, it's, it's a long document, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty wordy, and yeah, uh, go with a, a franchise uh, attorney would probably be very helpful. But those are yeah. some of the things I think we would counsel them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think you're spot on with that. The second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Yeah, definitely um, for our business with Bridge to Better Living, it's someone that's a self-starter, um, highly motivated, highly motivated to do the you know the right thing, uh, even when no one's watching. I think that's important um, to to really demonstrate, and then being relational. Um, that's a huge component of certainly Bridge to Better Living and I, I'm, I'm certain other uh, business structures, but to be relational and to have a love for seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your industry is unique in that it is not all right brain. It, it, you, you have to have the <laughs> compassion and you have to have that, that sensitivity and you have to have uh, some left brain stuff going on as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're definitely correct there. So the final question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? We believe it's very bright. Uh, we're very optimistic. You know, we know with with COVID, things have kind of taken a, a little bit of a, a left turn. But we also know, and we've been, you know, you jump on webinars and you, and you read the magazines, and, and we know people have come out of this um, maybe with a loss of a job, 
or, or hours have been cut, and we know they're doing soul searching and thinking about, well, maybe I don't have a, a position to go back to, but maybe I also have a position to go back to, but do I really want to go back to it? And um, we think there is growth. And we also know, especially, you know, with our industry, it's sustainable. We know mm-hmm. 10,000 seniors are turning 65 each and every day in the United States. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge statistic of the sustainability of a bridge to better living. So we're very optimistic about uh, franchising. Absolutely. Very good. Yeah. Is there anything that, um, oh, well, one thing, um, if someone's listening and they want to get in touch with you, how would they reach out? How would they find more information about Bridge to Better Living? Mm-hmm. They can call. They can call 866-753-9783, or they can also go to our website, bridgetobetterliving.com. Wonderful. And then there's a whole, there's a section on franchising, and it, it will take you right to the franchising section. But I'd love to talk with them uh, and, and visit with them and, and connect. Perfect. Ladies, is there anything else that you would like to um, tell the listeners and something maybe that we haven't covered in the show? Hmm. I think we've covered a great deal. Linda, um, it's just, I think it's a business that is able to take off quickly with the, with a person who's, you know, ready, like uh, Christine said, is, is motivated. There are people out there every day who don't know where to go, don't know where to turn to, don't know where to start, don't know what questions to ask, and and we are able to provide all of it. And so... I really feel that that Bridge to Better Living, um, you know, we have a high standard, very very professional, and uh, placement with passion is our motto. And you know, we live it, we eat it, we sleep it, we breathe it. And uh, I just think it's it's an opportunity for others that um, that they should they, they should take. It's mm-hmm. it's been very very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Very good. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're doing a great service, and um, I can imagine that there is no way to go but up for Bridge to Better Living. Well, thank you, Linda. We appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, folks, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, folks, this is a a a great great opportunity opportunity for for someone someone who's who's interested Um, I always always leave you with a quote, quote. so So here you go. go. So the quote quote for today today is, youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. So for those baby boomers like myself, I'm a work of art. I'm not old. Thanks for joining me on All Things Franchising. Hope to see you next time.
Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.